Hey guys, we're back. All right. Yes, we are. We're back like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was back. I'm back. That was really. Did you? Were you working on that all day? No. Because you didn't. Well, obviously, you didn't know I was going to mention Arnold Schwarzenegger, but you just had that ready to go. I'm just quick like that. Can you say uh, it's not a tumor? It's not a tumor! Wow, that was pretty good. But it was a tumor at one point. At one point, everything was a tumor. I don't know. <laughs> Didn't make sense. It, I mean, it's true. It's true. I certainly feel like, you know, some of this world can be just a cancerous growth that needs to be eradicated. No, I, I think it all can be enhanced with love. Love is the answer, after all. Love? Wait, who said that? Love will find a way. That's maybe Bette Midler or Barbara Streisand or something? I don't know. know. Maybe Donna Summer? Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you liked our first two episodes. Here we are at episode number three. And uh, we want to give you a little rundown of what you can maybe expect in this week's episode. Um, Tori, do you want to tell us a little bit about what we might be talking about today? Yeah, so uh, I found an unedited clip of the whole Kanye meeting Trump fiasco that went down. So we're going to listen to a little of that and comment and share our opinions. Yes, because what do we have if not our opinions? Not much. I got bunny ears. Well, like like a lot of people say, opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. Absolutely. Yep. And if you don't have an asshole... You should probably go to the proctologist. Yes, and get a colostomy bag or something. <laughs> yeah, right. And if, and if you can't make it there, at least get yourself a shopping bag or something, just to, right? That's well, weird. I, I don't think without an asshole, it wouldn't come out. You wouldn't so. have anywhere to go, right? That's true. So what would the I guess if you bag run out of colostomy bags. Before you get your refill in the mail. I wonder if they sell colostomy bags on Amazon. That's <laughs> with, a, with the way Amazon's been doing this past few weeks, uh, I don't know, man. Maybe they need to start selling them. You know what I mean? I think Amazon and Jeff Bezos will be just fine. Yeah, they will be eventually. They will be just fine. Um, all right, so should we get into this uh, little clip we got today? Yeah, so uh, let's pick up with Kanye West. The crazy Kanye West. Crazy but charismatic and kind of truthful Kanye West. Here's Larry Hoover's lawyer with us today. And it's uh, a prisoner that we're focused on. He has six life sentences, and they have him next to the Unabomber doing 23 and ones. That means he's... What did he do? What what did he do? Why is he in? Yes, tell me. Allegedly, it's for a conspiracy from uh, prison, from state prison. Uh, You know, it's alleged. 
But uh, we do believe, even if he did commit those crimes, the sentence was uh, overly broad and too uh, short. What was the sentence? Six consecutive life sentences in the most secure prison in the world, also known as clean version of hell, for basically an economic crime. What prison is that? Name the prison. ADX uh, Supermax in Florence, Colorado. They house uh, the Unabomber, Al-Qaeda operatives, mass killers, uh, Oklahoma City bomber, things of that nature. How old is he? How old? 68. 68 years old? Yeah, 68 years old. Um, really, the reason why they in prison... So, that wasn't even Kanye. No, but, so clearly, Kanye went to the White House. You know, if you remember a couple of months ago... Uh, Kim Kardashian went to the White House and got that woman off. You know, I didn't know uh, that. Got her sentence commuted, got her pardoned. Is that right? Yeah, she was a uh, nonviolent drug offender who was serving like a mandatory minimum that was a ridiculous amount of time. Huh. And, you know, everyone was sort of outraged because, you know, Donald Trump being Donald Trump was like looking at her ass or something. Are you planning on leaving right now? <laughs> no. Corey so, just took his keys out of his pocket, like his car yeah, keys. They were bothering me. <laughs> so, we're uh, in the middle of something here. So, uh, yeah, so. You know, clearly Kanye's trying to do something similar here with getting this guy. His name's actually Larry Hoover. I looked into it a little bit. He was arrested in the late 90s. He was a... He was a drug He was a gangster in Chicago who, you know... I'm sure he did bad things, but I think what they're trying to point out here is that the reports I read is that the gangs were trying to do a lot for the community, and they were actually doing a lot for the community. So I think that was their point in saying, like, the sentence was a lot. Right, which, which is kind of what about, should we listen to the rest of it? Because now Kanye is about to talk about what you're, yeah. what you're just talking about. Yeah, so I, ju- I just wanted, because I don't really think they make it clear what his name is. Right, okay, so Larry Hoover. Yeah, Got Larry Hoover. The 90s, drug lord, Chi-Town. Yeah. So, it's because he started doing positive for the community. He started showing that he actually had power, that he wasn't just one of a monolithic voice, but he could wrap people around. So there's theories that there's infinite amounts of universe and there's alternate universe. So it's very important for me to get Hoover out because in an alternate universe, I am him. And I have to go and get him free because he was doing positive inside of Chicago, just like how I'm moving back to Chicago. And it's not just about, you know, getting on stage and being an entertainer and having a monolithic voice that's forced to be a specific party. You know, people expect that if you're black, you have to be Democrat. I have have conversations that basically say that welfare is the reason why a lot of black people end up being Democrat. They say, you know, first of all, it's... It's a limit to amount of jobs 
uh, so the, the fathers lose the jobs and they say, we'll give you more money for having more kids in your home. And then we got rid of the mental health institutes in the 80s and the 90s and the prison rates just shot up and now you have Chirac, what people call Chirac, which is actually our uh, murder rate is going down by 20% every year. I just talked to the superintendent, met with Michael Sachs, that's Ron Rom's uh, right hand man. So uh, I think it's the bravery that helps you beat this game called life. You know, they tried to scare me to not wear this hat, my own friends, but this hat, it gives me it gives me power in a way. You know, my dad and my mom separated, so I didn't have a lot of male energy in my home. And also, uh, I'm married to a family that, um, you know, <laughs> not a lot of male energy going on. It's beautiful, though, but there's times... You know, infusing a little humor, that's always helpful. Um, you know, he, he, for the, he, Kanye is now currently talking about the hat he is wearing and how it's empowering for him. Uh, he's wearing a MAGA hat, a Make America Great Again hat. Um, not sure exactly how I feel about that. Um, he's also mentioned that the murder rate in Chicago has gone down by 20%. Or so a year. I I don't know if that if he's meeting that's because more people. I are. I think he may have been referring to like nationally on a whole. Or was he I talking about the if, prison system? The murder rate in the prison system has gone down. I I don't. He doesn't make it very clear exactly what he's yeah, referring to. Yeah, I mean, to. Kanye is clearly a little unhinged. He's not all there. But he but he makes a very interesting point. And and granted, I'm a white dude from the suburbs of New York City, but he's talking about how not having to be specifically, you know, affiliated with any one in particular party just because of your ethnic background and the color of your skin uh, is actually a really good thing. It's an empowering thing. And that is something I really do agree with, actually. Yeah, I mean, there are, you know, I think... There are a lot of people like him who feel that way, who are black, who don't... I mean, look, there were a lot of black people who voted for Trump. So it's not... Clearly, people don't necessarily feel like they have to. It's just, I think that it's portrayed in the media that, you know, the Democrats do so much for black people and that they should vote for the Democrats because of that. When, I mean, there are all types of black people, just like there are all types of white people. I mean... Well, we're not the same as white people from Alabama. That's not true, Tory. Don't well, divide us. We are we are exactly like the white people from Alabama and everything that they believe. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know, honestly. The truth is, I don't know. I think I'm like every other human being because I need to take a shit. I need to eat food. I need to breathe air. And I have consciousness. Uh, so I think that's what qualifies me to be a human. And as a result, I like I'm like other humans. I think uh, you know it was interesting. I was I was listening to a thing on Vice in this uh, one of the Vice 
guys was interviewing a white supremacist and he was talking about, you know, beliefs and all this. And, and then he said something about, well, would you want your children, uh, you know, would you, would you, because I guess the white supremacist actually had a, a, a baby with a, with an Asian woman. So his, one of his kids was, was half Asian. And, uh, you know, he was talking about how, you know, what about the children, you know, and, 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 the, and even the white supremacist, uh, neo-Nazi was saying, you know, well, children are different. It's about the children. Children are different. You know, you can't really necessarily um, bring the hatred that you might have in other areas of your life to towards children because they're innocent. You know, they're they're impressionable. They they you know they need to be nurtured and loved and nothing and nothing more. Um, and you know, this is really where it starts. It's Kanye mentioned. You know, the the the, the idea of. Um, you know, how Democrats or, or welfare, I should say, is just about, you know, it's a broken system. You know, they're having t- too many kids. The more kids you have, the more money you get. So you have a ton of kids and it's just it perpetuates this crazy cycle, you know, and I think what he's talking about. And again, I'm saying this as a white semi-privileged dude from the suburbs, but I am observant and I didn't grow up in a box either. And it seems to me that you know uh, the, the the democratic, the more liberal side of things is to say yes, let's help people. There's nothing wrong with helping people, but it's about helping people in the right way. And I think what Kanye is talking about is empowering people and having that become that the help that they might need, where they can actually take up a stand for themselves and 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 say, you know what, this system is broken. We can't keep doing this. We can't just keep taking money. You know, whoever it is, I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm. I'm speaking. At, of Kanye as a Democrat, uh, referring to other Democrats, not black people. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that the people who take advantage of welfare, who tend to be more liberal-minded, uh, are, 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 are not helping the issue. They're not empowering the people to kind of take control of their lives and do something more constructive rather than just continuing to perpetuate the let's get more money from the government by having more kids thing. You know, and especially as he mentioned too, with the mental health, you know, the side of things. Um, but you know, it really starts with the children. You know, the kids are what's most important. And if we can start, you know, affecting them in a more positive way, getting them away from the video games, getting them, you know, out into the world again, out into the, to the streets, into the fields to play, imagine, be be you know, uh, really live up to their potential. Uh, as as children, you know, uh, one of the most one of the most interesting things I learned um, was in in a class I took about children's literature. Believe it or not, I thought I was gonna be learning about like Cinderella and stuff, and 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 to a degree it was about you know some of the books. But there was this this whole stigma around children for for so long. You know, kids were not allowed to be just kids. You know, there was this there was religious oppression. And and and, uh, and and religious um, uh, convictions that were that were embedded into these children, you know, particularly of the Judeo-Christian faiths, and they were, you know, scared shitless. They weren't allowed to be fucking kids, you know. And I don't know how we made it to this to 2018, considering that you know people were so pumped with with hatred and and fear. For so many decades and 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 centuries, well, and, and we got we got fed the Disney version of those stories, right? And exactly that, and that was the Disney I mean, version. And I mean, 
The, 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 well, what do you mean? Oh, you mean like the how to be a better person? Well, like, you know, like I remember we used to sing the song Ring Around the Rosie. Right, and instead you know, that was really talking about the bubonic plague. Yeah. Right, people were so, dying left and right. I don't know how, well, it's a good point. I don't know how the hell we made it. We've had plagues, we've had wars, we've had oppression, we've had, you know, uh, horrible parenting strategies. Um, but what, what, I guess what I was driving at is that, you know, the odds really have been stacked against us, and yet we've persevered. And I think most recently, especially in the last hundred years, where we've made more material and intellectual progress than I think we've made ever uh, in the history of the human civilization. And I really think it's because kids were allowed to be kids. You know, the 50s and 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, there was a real uh, kind of a different view. Art was taking on a different meaning. People were kind of really going out and experimenting and becoming individuals again and uh, really utilizing the freedoms that we have in the world today, particularly in America. And, 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 and capitalizing on that, being individuals and expanding and questioning and, 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 and trying new things, being open-minded, that's the values, those are the values that, are, that, 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 that this country is about, you know, this world should be about, this world is about, this world is a spiritual world. The things that we are coming to know today about consciousness uh, are not brand new. You know, we've been, we're doing so much science and research on the power of consciousness and the conscious mind. This has been this is old news that we've been we've been this has been known by 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 humans for for millennia. You know that spirituality is the answer. Meditation and consciousness is the answer. You know, and um, so so capitalizing on that and using our consciousness, using our minds. We are, the, we are so blessed and gifted to be human beings in a day and age where we can actually use our minds. Yeah. We can use it for good. Consciousness is the answer. And we need to be conscious to, be, to have consciousness. You know? Yeah, I think, listen, I think the, uh, the way the media, something with the way the media is today has made everyone forget how to think and reason and think think about things logically. I think there's less of that, and that's a lot of why you see, you know, people just listening to what the media is saying, what the news is saying, and you know, picking whichever side they think they're on, whether it's Republican or Democrat, and just sticking to that and not looking at the facts. Right. And coming up with their own logical reasoning. Right. And the truth is, like, you know, I was looking up today, and, you you know, it's interesting you talk about the bipartisan nature of the country, and it's, you know, oh, I got to be this or I got to be that, and I was looking up liber- libertarianism today, and I was like, oh, shit, I think that's what I might be. You know, I'm definitely not a Democrat, and I'm definitely not a Republican. I, I, that, that's probably what I am, if I'm anything. But the truth is, I don't even want to categorize myself as that. that I'm nothing. I am, I am me. I am a human freaking being. I happen to live in America. If it was up to me, there'd be no borders. There'd be no countries, because we'd just, we'd just be one Earth. We're Earthlings. You know, we're human beings that evolved 
uh, on this planet Earth. So really, that's that's what defines me uh, more than anything else. Um, and you know, the media. Holy shit! What a crock of what a load of garbage. Two things about the media, Tori. One, you've heard the you heard the clip unedited. That was that was that was Kanye straight through. How many people actually heard this clip straight through, rather no than just little sound bites that the media has taken and manipulated in certain ways to make him sound good or bad? No one heard it. Right. I mean, who the hell watches C-SPAN? Right. Exactly. You can be there. Hopefully, you know. People, probably people with dementia and people uh, that are on uh, DMT, probably. Um, but anyway, I, I, I would say, you know, people, so one of, people list leave the news on in the background at home and in the office and stuff. It's toxic. I would never, ever on my own free will leave any major media uh, new, a news outlet playing in the background just to seep into my head and to seep into my consciousness and spoil me and poison my mind, my pure consciousness with, with the poison of some, you know, media mogul trying to infect my brain with, with their ideas and opinions. I want to be me. I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to subconsciously be infiltrated by another person and another corporation, another government's agenda and um you know one of the whoa so much to talk about (laughs) yeah i mean listen i i can't remember when the last time i actually sat down and watched you know a mainstream news channel the only mainstream because of the company I watch occasionally is Fox Business News Uh because there's actually a good show on there that I like to watch occasionally uh, Kennedy she's a libertarian leaning person and she has a show on Fox Business and she's able, she brings on like-minded and people with opposing views and she has, uh, I mean, she's the only one who has people like Ron Paul on, Mm -hmm. you know, so I think it's, that's the only mainstream news channel I my my point is there are good people out there you just have to look for it and uh, but like I can't stand people like Rachel Mahal like well these people are just you know they're they're just entertainers that's really what it comes down to They're, they're in the entertainment business they're not in the the accurate um portrayal of the news of, of, you know, what, of current events. Um, they're just personalities that are, you know, hired for various reasons and they're just spewing a lot of BS and garbage. I mean, I, I was at work today and the news was on in the background 
And the amount of times that they said the exact same thing over and over and over again, it, it really was like they're trying to brainwash us. It's like, holy shit, come up with some new material, guys. And, um, you know, watching political debates, I mean, can you, how many times can you say the same exact thing in 20 different ways? Uh, it's unbelievable the amount of, of, of cyclical bullshit that gets spewed in these, in these forums and, and people eat it up. They eat it right up. Yeah, I mean, listen, I remember listening to uh, Joe Rogan's podcast and he was talking about how, you know, during the election cycle, he would just, just for fun, he would be flipping back and forth between Fox News and MSNBC. And he was saying, like, they would be saying the exact opposite on the same exact subject. Hmm. Like, you can... Right. How are you supposed to trust these people? Yeah. You can't... I mean, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, and, 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 I, and I'm going to butcher the quote. I wish I had it prepared better. But, you know, uh, I, I forget if it's Mark Twain said something really insightful about how, you know... You, you just you're you, you you're a government you're you're a member of a of, of a country um, until like the government that's in charge you know gives you a reason to not trust them anymore or something to that effect and you know um, our, our forefathers were they had the right ideas they 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 maybe weren't the example the example the examples we want to follow in terms of being slave owners and wealthy white dudes, um, you know, that there was some contradiction and hypocrisy within their own lives. But what they founded this country on to begin with were, were good principles, you know, this idea of, uh, you know, a higher power being involved in the decision making, um, you know, whatever you choose to believe that is, um, the fact that you know, we, we all have certain rights, you know, human beings have certain rights uh, and, and, and that we should be able to exercise those rights. And this was a place to do it. Um, now it feels like we, we, keep, we don't have those rights anymore. I can't say whatever I want, wherever I want. Well, yeah, I mean, I think, listen, I mean, the, uh, you know, I, I was actually listening to someone today talk about the Bill of Rights, and they were they were saying like the Bill of Rights was the Declaration of Independence, and the Bill of Rights are what this country was founded upon. And I mean, sure, you could nitpick here and there. There are certain things in the Bill of Rights that maybe aren't relevant to today. But, you know, a lot of those foundations are, you know, pretty perfect. I mean, you know, I mean, the First Amendment... You know, we're the only country, really, that has freedom of speech in our constitution. Hmm. 
You know, I Good mean, point. You go, go north of the border. They don't have freedom of speech. Wow. It's not implied, though, or? No, I mean, uh, there, there are laws in Canada right now where you can be fined for not using the correct gender pronoun. <laughs> oh, my God. But, but wait, but nowadays it's so hard to know who's what anyway. Well, that's exactly the point. Oh, my so, gosh. Here we go. I'm yeah. all for individuality, ladies and gentlemen, but here we go with that, with that categorization crap again. Well, you can't. Nobody's perfect. The point is words don't hurt people. Hurt so, people hurt people. Yeah, sure. So, you know, uh, for whatever reason, like, you know, like I was saying, I was telling people that, you know, someone asked me, I was discussing, like, you know, you know, this whole thing about hate crimes mm-hmm. is coming up recently. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is just speech. And, uh, you know, I was saying, like, if you just say something, that shouldn't be a crime. You shouldn't be thrown in jail or fined for saying something. The crime comes when if, you know, like, if, if someone says something to me that hurts my feelings and I just continue walking. If that person persists and gets in my way, then that's the crime because they're hindering me from going about my business. Well, you're a very tough guy, so you don't get offended very easily. Like when I tell you that your feet smell really, really bad, you just you, you shrug and say, so... Don't breathe in here, then. What can I say? I'm a tough guy. I You're guess. a tough cookie. I have the quote, by the way, too. Here, it's Mark Twain said, Patriotism is supporting your country all the time and your government when they deserve it. Or when it deserves it. I, I, I think a lot of people would agree with that. Yep. I agree with it, too. So, but I, I mean... You know, I think, like, people people say a lot of, you know, like... Well, um, the, the crime thing that you're talking about, I mean, you know, it's a, here I am, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Jewish guy from, 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 from New York. You know, I haven't really been exposed to that much anti-Semitism, but I certainly can, you know, identify with uh, being Jewish in a world that doesn't really like Jews, hasn't really liked Jews in the past, in history, and... Uh, you know, so I think I think there are certain things that you can, you should, and shouldn't say that will definitely speak to your character. But whether or not someone should be punished by the by the powers that be because of what they say, I I think that's probably a little extreme. I agree with you. It's about the actions, you know, the actions that you're taking. Um, you know, sticks and. St- Words, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. You know, and I think we need to, we need to realize that, that the power of speech 
speech is powerful and it can be, but it's it's the actions that are going to really make the difference. Yeah, I mean, listen, speech, you know, there are things that people can say that hurt a little more than others, but at the end of the day, it really isn't harming people unless they are repetitive, maybe. You know, if it's just someone passing you on the street that yells out something derogatory, if you just walk away, you're going to forget about it. Right. I think there's even a song that they have about that. It goes like, let it go, let it go. I'm not back no, anymore. Let it go. Let it go. Oh shit! Is it about snow? I don't know. It, it well, was, okay. There was this. Let it go. Meaning, like, let's legalize cocaine. Is what you're saying? Let it snow. Sure. Well, that wouldn't be very good. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I personally think all drugs should be legal because. Sort of like we, we've been discussing, like, you know, I think prohibition at the end of the day is a bad thing. Right. And plus, you know, people are going to do what they're going to do no matter what. But do you think, uh, so you're saying, so if cocaine was legal, then you would be doing a lot of cocaine? No. And I think that's the point. I think people know what's bad for them and what's good for them. No, I disagree with you about that. What do you mean? People people do whatever the hell they want. They don't give a shit. You yeah. know, you think they know, but they still do it anyway. Right. I mean, listen. No, because that, the truth is we're lied to, though. We're lied to about what's good and what's bad for us. Not really. I mean, I'm not. Not really. What about well, what about what about what about when like, when the when the when the food industry says uh, no, oh, not, cholesterol's not, bad for you? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like we know that cigarettes are bad. Everyone knows that cigarettes are bad for us, right? Well, they look fucking cool when you're smoking it, though. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know. Cigarettes right. are bad. But everyone knows that cigarettes are bad for you. Some people still choose to do it for whatever reason. Yes, I think there are certain certain things we have awareness of that we know are bad or good and we do right. those things but, or don't. But do that's them. the point. Drugs like cocaine, people know that it's bad for you and the people who don't want to risk getting addicted or what overdosing, they won't do it. What do you think about Kratom? Where does Kratom fall into this? I don't know. I don't know enough about that. I mean, I, I, from what I hear, it's a viable alternative to these prescription painkillers that are killing. Yeah. That are getting people addicted left and right and killing people because, you know, I was actually listening to someone the other day who was saying that the government made it harder 
to for doctors to prescribe opiates. Yep. So this is true. That that's what increased the heroin the heroin usage because before. And I guess probably maybe if you're prescribed, if you're if you're prescribed opiates, you're taking the dose most likely, the dosage most likely. Mm. I Not mean, necessarily. Yeah, there I know are the doctor shopping. Yeah, yeah. There are people that do that, but I'm talking about like. You know, people who have surgery. The vast. Well, what about you? Did when you had your most recent surgery, were you given? No, I, I refused those kinds of painkillers. I don't. You've never taken any of those for any of your surgeries. A couple of times, I took. I think, like, if it really hurts, I'll take. But like, when was so? When when did that happen? Or when? What was that surgery like when that occurred for you? Well, I mean, I don't... Surgeries are like... When you have a surgery, it's sort of... You're in the hospital. Right, you're under their care. So, like, I don't... You know, they give you stuff. Like, that's actually really interesting because... I don't know what's going on now, but in Switzerland for a while, they were having... um, Hospitals that administered heroin. Yep, I heard about that. And, you know, to me, that was a really smart idea. Because if you needed painkillers, you know, have it administered at the hospital. You know, if, and then, uh, but once you leave the hospital, you don't have access to it. Right. Well, they have other interesting, you know, you talked about Canada earlier, and, and uh, Canada is interesting because they actually have, uh, like, I think one of them, one of them is called Insight or Onsite. It's, it's an injection site where you can actually go bring your drugs and your needles and, in, and shoot up in like a, a shooting gallery, but that's monitored by medical professionals. So did that if you did they did people aim at you with guns and No, I think they they've actually <laughs> removed the element of uh yeah, the, the South Bronx in the eighties. But uh you know, I, I that probably would actually they're, be fine. That, nice, that would bring make it more nicer real. people out there. Yeah, plus they're way nicer and funnier too. You know, Jim Carrey, uh Mike Myers, a lot of funny, nice yeah. people come from Canada. Talented. Yeah, um, but they all came here. Yeah, right. What are they going to do up there? I mean, Drake even knew to come down here, you know? Um, you mean Aubrey Graham? Excuse me. Yes. From Degrassi. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, how did how is he like a thug? He's from Degrassi. Um, but anyway, so... And then, in, and then in Boston was one of the few hospital... Pro, for one of the few... Massachusetts was one of the first states... To offer Suboxone, which is an, uh, an, an, uh, a substance like methadone, which is used to treat people coming off of heroin from uh, experiencing really bad withdrawals. And also, it's an uh, opiate agonist or antagonist, one of the two. 
blocks opiate, uh, so you can't get high off of heroin or Oxycontin while you're on Suboxone. And, and it should be obviously administered everywhere for free. That's a medical institution, but not many places do that. Massachusetts is one of the first where if you're withdrawing and you want to stop using drugs, you can walk into a hospital there and they have to give you Suboxone, which is amazing. It's a great idea because, yeah, if you want to stop using drugs that you need to keep using so that you don't get sick, like heroin, but you don't want to be sick, well, you're, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place because you're like, well, I don't want to go through withdrawals, but I don't want to keep using. So either I'm going to kill myself right now or I'm going to, or I'm going to go get high again. And now there's a third alternative, which is, you know, well, let me start the road to recovery by taking something that's similar to methadone. And, and I have problems with Suboxone in and of itself because it gets prescribed in place of, uh, in place of the real thing, which is the needing to change one's lifestyle, one's one's personality, one's you know mo, um, and I and I've seen a lot of people in twelve step programs, especially, come into them on Suboxone, thinking that that's the that's the the remedy, and not do enough work on themselves, and they eventually go back out and they they you know relapse. Um, and and then there's other people who just kind of stay stagnant. You know, they're not they're not growing. They're not expanding their lives because again, they think that it's the substance that's going to treat their substance abuse problem, their substance addiction problem. But they're not really getting to the root of the problem, which is that they had some something is broken within us addicts to begin with that needs to be addressed, and that's with or without drugs. But we can get more into that on another another day. Maybe yeah, I we'll mean, have a few, uh, we'll have maybe I'm I'm looking forward in the future. We'll have maybe another couple of addicts. We'll have another people with uh, have that maybe are cancer survivors. So we can talk about some of this stuff with people of our own ilk. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I've actually, I mean, one of the things listening to the Joe Rogan podcast is. You know, he's very interested in this alternative medicine, you know, maintaining your body, all kinds of, you know, he's a big pot smoker, and but he's also had guys on that talk about, like, uh, Ibogaine and Iboga and Ayahuasca, and, you know, he, they say, like, it, it helps with people's addictions or, you know, whatever they're going through. And it makes you think, like, maybe that's a viable option that if only it were legal in this country more people would be able to have access to it because now, I mean, you know, are you going to, how many people are able to go down to Peru and take ayahuasca? And how many people are able to find the right people to administer it? Because... I've also heard other very scary stories about, you know, 
getting scammers that administer it and don't really talk with you and help you get through it because from my understanding it's a very intense experience mm -hmm. and you know if you're not in the right mindset and with the right people it can go very badly for you yeah so you know maybe that's what we need more of in this country we need more of those we need to be able to have those things legal and uh, allow people to open up clinics who are trained in dealing with these things and administering these things and you know maybe that can help a lot of people well the interesting thing is that yeah now like there's a there's a chance that ecstasy might be coming back as a as a you know psychiatric uh, drug treatment. Um, they have ketamine clinics now, which I mean that was the de those two substances were like the definition of my uh, late teens and early twenties. I did a lot of ketamine and ecstasy, and you know I thought the world was I thought everything was great back then. You know, uh, so it's interesting how now. You know the science world is is kind of catching up to what some of us drug experimenters and others of us drug addicts, at least in the beginning of our careers uh, using drugs, might have known. Which is that yeah, there are some really positive elements to some of these substances. They just need to be administered in the right way and, and controlled in the in the in the in the in the right fashion. Um, and not and not misused, and, and you know, because the truth is, the native peoples, the first peoples, uh, are, are are were the were the were the most enlightened people, uh, because they knew they knew how to cultivate the land, they knew how to get the most out of our mother earth and nature, um, and and a lot of these substances were, were were here, and they were put here for a reason, you know, it, it wasn't just by chance that we were able to you know, make these concoctions and tinctures that really help, uh, help preserve us and, 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 and yeah, love I mean, us and help us. I mean, you know, I'm of the belief that pretty much anything that's natural, it's either going to kill you right away or it's not that bad for you. <laughs> you know, that's a very, uh, that's a very, that's a big dichotomy. That's a big split there, man. What do you, well, uh, well, the point is that if it doesn't kill you right away, it's probably not that, not, it's probably good for you. It's going to make you stronger. Yeah. And, it, you know, I mean, I, I personally think a lot of the drug issues in this country, which is part of the reason why, you know, I'm not a pot smoker is because you know I hear the horror stories about pot getting laced with fentanyl and all kinds of things and I don't want to do that right like I don't want to take that risk yeah so uh, I think by legaling these things 
you know, the people who do those shady things will go out of business. Yeah, eventually. Absolutely. So, you know, like anything, you know, a little experimentation's not going to hurt a lot of, you know, it's probably good. It's for the good. Well, I think what needs to happen is we need to kind of, uh, we need to infuse our society with some healthier uh, courses of action because at the rate we're going, if we legalize drugs, uh, it's just, it's not going to have the desired effect, I think, immediately. I think first we need to kind of, you know, let kids, uh, you know what, we're going to hold off and continue this conversation in another episode because we could keep going all night, but these people, they have stuff to do. And what we're saying is so interesting. We want to leave a little bit to be desired. What do you think about Yeah, I mean, this is a very deep topic that's changing every day. So, you know, there's always going to be more to talk about on this very true subject and you know maybe you know who knows maybe something will happen during the election that'll change things it could stranger things have happened oh yeah I mean listen you know the the majority of the states in this country have legalized marijuana in some form. Right. So... It's not by accident. I mean, it's coming. It's just coming slowly. Right. And to what extent? Yeah. And, you know, it's it's interesting seeing... Because Canada just legalized it. Yeah, completely. On Wednesday. But... There's a lot of restrictions on it. Mm. And I don't think that's great. I mean, I think there's such thing as too many restrictions on things. And I mean, you know, the reports coming out of places like Colorado are all good. You know, drug use has gone down in those places, which is drunk driving's gone down. Mm, That's the big one for me. So, I mean, I think we could learn from places like Colorado. Absolutely, absolutely. And California. Well, we can always learn something from them. They, they, They seem to be doing it right out there. Um, All right, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time, treat each other with kindness. Try and be present. Use meditation. There's plenty of resources online. Meditation does help be, help you be in the moment more, and that's where all the magic is. That's where less thinking, less categorization, less intellectualization exists right here in the now, in the moment. And that's where all the joy of all the future and the past All of the sages have always pointed to the joy of now. That's all we have, and that's all we have have for you right now. Now. Yeah, and uh, 
you know, you can listen to us on most of the major podcast platforms. We also have a Facebook page and a Twitter. So like, follow, subscribe, do all the things, share, you know, just get the word out. Maybe other people will like what we have to say too. Let them know we have a Patreon page, so maybe, you know, you like us enough to give us a couple of bucks, <laughs> you know. This this podcast can be called Help Tori Not Have to Work a Desk Job Anymore. That's, yes. that's basically the, the, the other name of this. No, we're the, we're the unuseful idiots. We're helping bringing a holistic approach to current events. And we provide theories for the non-conspiring. And conspiracies for the thinking man. Yeah. How do you like that one? That one's good too. Did you just come up with that? I thought about it a couple of days ago. Wow, that was very honest of you. You could have (laughs) said, no, I did. And everybody would have thought, wow. Genius. Well, I mean. We could could rewind it and then recording that. Okay. So... You know, no, I guess it kind of it shows that I'm thinking about this throughout the week. Even you are, this is something we prepared. Yeah, now we we definitely do this off the cuff, but it's also something we're thinking about. This is this is what we're we're doing right now, and it's exciting. And we hope it is for you guys too. And until next time, don't be an idiot. Be an unuseful idiot. Don't be a useful idiot. Be an unuseful idiot. Thank you. Put that un in front of it. Yes. Put a little uh in your usefulness.